using artificial intelligence to learn new languages. I'm Tanya Hall, and joining me is Armin Hopp, co-founder and president of Speaks. Welcome, Armin. Hi, Tonya. Thanks for having me. So what does Speaks do, and why did you start the company? Oh, two different questions. Um, Speaks is the uh, first next-generation intelligent language skills testing and learning platform for a digital workplace. We work for large corporations all across the world. Um, to help them standardize the use of language at the workplace. So we're not in B2C, we're not working for private consumers. It's all for large corporations. So it's an ad tech company. What motivated you to, to actually start the company? Oh, back in my earlier days, I have a background in computer linguistics, actually. So when, um, and with a couple of uh, friends we just started a business where we just tried out to make language learning applicable to to technology to computers and that's how we got into this and then we somehow found a market for what we're doing and that's how we that's where we are and how it works now so it's been a a very unusual foundation if you want to put it that way so we don't we didn't look for venture capital it's all bootstrapped and just a couple of guys who tried to find out some things and that's how it worked out. What are some of the biggest challenges in teaching adults to understand and speak a new language? Well, actually, it's the biggest challenge is time. So we're, we're in the job-related market. It's not even, it's not a new linguistic or neuroscience kind of background that we need to, obstacles that we need to crack. It's really time. So those people do have a job and our business is really to get into this little time slot and make them understand that they need to improve their language skills to better communicate across borders with their colleagues and peers within the corporation. And that drives a lot of the uh, innovation of the product because it has to be reasonable, it has to be um, relevant for our users, and it has to be quick. So it's a, it's a very um, clear um, demand from our customers to provide language training in a very short period of time at a very efficient level. So that's probably the most difficult thing about it. So how do you use artificial intelligence to solve some of the, the software challenges or the problems that you have? Uh, in oh, good. good question. So um, see, for a company like us, we're, we're a 250 people company. One of the main uh, challenges is you need to build a scalable system to be able to uh, work for as many students as we can get. So we are working for large corporations, the bigger populations in our customers will be 90, 100, 120,000 people within one corporation. So um, the um, thing is we need to really scale a system. So for example, to, to achieve that, we have created a booking system for virtual training that uses AI to automatically match users and students based on behavior, based on language level, job roles, trainer profiles, titles, interests, lots more. So there's only a team of five people actually managing this technology, but the actual matching in the background is based on AI decisions. That would be one, diff one example on how we actually drive relevant learning towards our customers and towards our users. 
Um, one other thing is we, we only get paid if, we, if we're successful. It's not like in B2C where we have a subscription. We, our customers really get back to us when they, um, when they can measure uh, failure. So we do is we, we have something that we call uh, predicting user behavior. So based on the data that we have, we have about we've had about eight million people on that system already. So we pretty much know very well how people are behaving in this restricted domain of language learning. Eight million people, billions of data points. So for example, we're pretty well, at, pretty good at predicting when somebody's dropping out or is about to drop out somebody who we, will, we, we won't get paid for. Um, and then once that those signals trigger um, for dropout, for example, the AI will kick in and take some decisions and get some more coaching activities, drive some more coaching activities toward that user and stuff. So we have a, we've driven our um, adoption rate from 70, 75% to almost 95 now. So people just don't drop out anymore based on AI-driven decisions. What were some of the learnings and findings that you, you found when you, to get you from that 70 percentile to that 90 percentile? Oh, that's uh, a lot to do with content, of course. Uh, see, uh, in, in the old days, e-learning was based on, basically it was courses. So you had a beginning and an ending. It took like six months, seven months, whatever time it took to do a compliance training or language training whatsoever. Um, what we and other uh, providers, next generation providers are doing now, we're breaking down um, our uh, content and the delivery of the content into little bits and pieces. So that's called micro learning. And we're using AI to actually drive relevant pieces of information to, to, to our users. So there might be someone working in HR who would get um, bits and pieces for HR managers as opposed to someone who's working automotive and needs to drill metal, holes into metal. So they would, they would get all the English for drilling holes into metal. Um, that's, that's what the AI is actually taking as decisions are taken by the AI driving the right content to the right people in the right moment of time. We call that user, we call that content to user manage, um, matching. Uh, it works well. What are some of the challenges that you had to overcome to make this technology mobile friendly? Mobile friendly, um, we took a decision four years ago to basically drop all our technology and build the whole system from scratch again. And we are now in a position, um, after that pivot, uh, we're now in a position where we have a completely mobile enabled platform um, that it's useful now, so we're really able to scale that system. Um, if we wouldn't have done that uh, with lots of legacy technology that we would have had taken over from, we started in 2012, um, that would have taken over from that time. I don't think it would have been possible what we're doing now. Now the system is really scaling. I told you before, we have 120,000 people joining the platform on a day, basically, and it works. And that's basically due to the fact that we completely rebuilt the entire platform. What is next for this type of technology? What, what are you seeing in the next, in the near future? Oh, it's a different thing. So there's, there's so many different views of artificial intelligence. I don't think that, um, well, language is a hard nut to crack. Um, 
So especially because there's a mother language and the, the language that you need to, to learn. So there's pairs of languages. So AI, in terms of machine learning systems, actual intelligent systems, will still take a lot of time. Uh, what will happen, of course, and what we're doing already, so AI is, as I told you, is driving content towards users, is taking decisions on what kind of content at what point in time users will be using. Um, the other thing is, obviously, AI will be able, look at Alexa, you can talk into, you can speak into a microphone and it does something. Uh, so this kind of uh, technology will get into language training as well. Um, so I think that lots of things that teachers are doing in a classroom, writing on, on whiteboards, um, start helping users to understand, students in that case, to understand um, understand words and, and things that can be done by a computer. I think the breaking point really is communication. You see, I'm German, you're American, you're sitting in Idaho, I'm Munich, Germany. Um, this is something that a computer will not be able to do for a long time. So this kind of communication, and this is the business that we're in, we're trying to teach, not to teach the use of words in uh, various combinations, we're trying to make sense. And that's, I think, where humans are still needed, especially language training will be needed for quite a long time. Armin Hopp, co-founder and president of Speaks. Thanks for taking some time to join us. If somebody wants to connect with you and find out more about your work, how can they do that? Our oh, best thing, uh, best place for me to reach out for, sorry, best place to reach out for me is LinkedIn. I'm in hope. So, and uh, speaks tweet at Twitter. Sounds good. Speaks tweets. Speaks yeah. tweets. Thanks so much. And if you guys want to connect with me, you can by going to tanyahall.net. I've got links to all my social sites. Thanks for watching.